Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola, who just got back from World Baseball Classic. Even though I'm trying hard to catch up with the show, the quality will stay the same, so don't worry. And the theme of this episode is fiction and reality. We all know that what's presented in the movie isn't true, but many movies are based on true stories, and we even have a genre called documentary. So today, I'm going to take you with me to take a look at some of the movies that are based on true stories and some documentaries. Let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Follows the life of artist Nan Golding and the downfall of the Sackler family, the pharmaceutical dynasty who was greatly responsible for the opioid epidemic's unfathomable death toll. Once I started sharing the work, it was really heavy resistance. The first new movie we're going to talk about today, *All the Beauty and the Bloodshed*, is a documentary. It's about the U.S. photographer, artist, and activist Nan Golding. Basically, her life is a journey facing pain because she's surrounded by sex, drugs, violence, queer, and parties. While subculture and social movement embraced each other in the 70s, Nan Golding found her belongings within these two parts. But this journey of pain became so serious in 2014. It was like a black hole. At the time, Nan Golding hurt her wrist, and she took the painkiller the doctor prescribed to her during her cure period, and she became addicted. That's how she realized that the beginning of this disaster was due to the Sackler family and their. Pharmacy, which was closely connected with the art industry, therefore Nan Golding started the social movement to fight against this disastrous hurt that caused the opiate addiction in the U.S. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed was nominated as the best documentary at the 2023 Oscar Awards, and it got Leonardo the highest honor at Venice Film Festival. The audience gets to listen to very close and private conversation, footages of Nan Golding's precious shooting works, and the social movement. All the conversation, shooting works, and social movement combined becomes a strong but tranquil poem. Actually, Nan Golding's life is really difficult. When she was 11, her older sister committed suicide, and she left home after that. Started her life of fighting against the system, and at the same time, she stepped into the world of photography. Don't get me wrong, Nan Golding is still alive. She's 69 years old, and she's very active in New York, Berlin, and Paris. So, if you're interested in her work or you're just interested in any documentary, I recommend you to watch *All the Beauty and the Bloodshed*. Now, the second new movie we're going to talk about today is not a documentary, but it's also based on a true story, and it got nominated by the Oscars a lot. Let's listen to the introduction. Tar, having achieved an enviable career few could even dream of. 
renowned conductor composer Lydia Tarr, the first female principal music director of the Berlin Philharmonic, is at the top of her game. As a conductor, Lydia not only orchestrates, she manipulates. As a trailblazer, the passionate virtuoso leads the way in the male-dominated classical music industry. Moreover, Lydia prepares for the release of her memoir while juggling work and family. She is also willing to take up one of her most significant challenges, a live recording of Gustav Mahler's Symphony No. 5. However, forces that even the imperious Mastro can't control slowly chip away at Lydia's elaborate facade, revealing the genius' dirty secrets and the insidious, corrosive nature of power. What if life knocks Lydia off her pedestal? I keep hearing something. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is Tar. It's not a documentary, but it's based on the true story of Lydia Tar. It got six nominations at the 2023 Oscar Awards, but it didn't get any. But still, it's a movie that's worth watching. Since the story's about a conductor, a composer, the pedestal is really important. The leading actress, Kate Blanchett, also thinks that conducting is an artistic act of creative communication. It's also a kind of knowledge. It's a way of expression that's very personal and very private. Besides, it's a language that utilizes body movement and hand gestures. But what the movie wants to tell us is that after Tara becomes a conductor, she totally forgets her true heart. She thinks that once she's on the top of everyone, she's perfect. But she totally forgets that there's no perfect in art, but it's full of all kinds of imperfect gray area and mistakes. And that's the reason why art is so charming. Even the director Todd Field thinks that Tar is totally a Kate Blanchett movie because in order to act in this movie, Kate Blanchett learned how to play the piano and learned how to speak German. So all the notes, all the scenes that you see her play the piano are real. Kate Blanchett played them all. Basically, every day after shooting, she would practice using the conductor stick, speaking American English, German, or sitting in front of her piano practicing. Some people may say, what's so significant of Kate Blanchett practicing speaking American English? You have to know that Kate Blanchett is an Australian, so she either speaks Australian English or British English. It's definitely not American English, but she needs to play this person who's a German, but at the same time, she learns how to speak English afterwards. These are the preparations she needs to do before shooting. So the director thinks that no matter what the crew wants her to do, she wouldn't run away or refuse. That's what a good actress does. Now, before we move on to Top 007 and talk more movies related to true events, let's review what we had from last week first. Top 3 was Marry My Dead Body, Top 2, Avatar, The Way of Water, and Top 1, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Let's check out Top 7 to Top 4 first. Top 5, 
a city of sadness. 想到伫后，下当每当看到这么水的景色，心内有一种幸福的感觉。Avatar, the way of water. If you want to live here, you have to ride. Let's do it. Wow, there are only three movies from top seven to top four this week, so we can tell that it's a little bit crowded from top three to top one. But it's okay, and since we're going to talk about movies that are related to true events, actually there are two options we can pick today. A City of Sadness and Jesus Revolution. But since Jesus Revolution is not going to be released in Taiwan, let's talk about A City of Sadness a little bit more. And actually, there's something wrong with the chart last week because when we were conducting the show last week, it was still the Peace Memorial Day in Taiwan. So I counted the box office myself, and yes, I made a mistake. So a city of sadness wasn't even on the chart last week, and we talked about it. But anyway, let's talk about it again. As I mentioned, if you have some knowledge about Taiwanese history on 228, you will know that it all started because of tobacco trafficking. But the whole movement started because somebody was accidentally killed. During the process that the government was trying to catch people who were trafficking tobaccos, A City of Sadness is a movie after all, so it's better not to put too many characters in it. And that's probably one of the reasons why the protagonist family in the movie is basically a miniature society in Taiwan at the time. The older brother acts as the bridge between the Japanese era and the KMT government. The second brother actually never showed up in the movie. They said that he went to the war for Japanese government and he never came back. The third brother, which was caught by the police because somebody said that he's betraying the government. Just because he's trafficking the tobaccos himself, of course we can't take a city of sadness as the true history, but we can still learn something from the movie. And if you're more interested, you can always go look up the true events. Now it's time for the last part: top three to top one. Top three, cocaine bear. A bear did cocaine. Marry my dead body. 谁说你们会忘？他妈遇到你，他要追起来。叫死 gay 还是叫老 ？Top two， 死之妹。Top one， Ant-Man and the Wasp， Quantum Mania。Turn it off now。Yes， there are four movies from top three to top one， a little bit crowded。And there's only one movie that's actually related to a true event, that is Cocaine Bear. It has been pretty popular in the U.S. recently, and it just got released in Taiwan. So I'd like to talk about it. You can tell from the title of the movie that Cocaine Bear is the protagonist, but of course they're not gonna use real bear when shooting. So the crew has to create the Cocaine Bear. 
Vita Studio, the famous New Zealand special effect company, was in charge of creating the cocaine bears, movement and appearances, and also to produce all the action scenes. As for shooting site, there's the experienced motion capture stunt actor Alan Henry with a pair of black gloves with fur on it and black jacket and a helmet. But you know, Cocaine Bear is a comedy. So the point is that this bear is not the antagonist of this movie. It's just a bear that eats too much cocaine accidentally. I know this doesn't sound like a true story at all, but it really is. The movie's based on the true story, so basically the crew had to present the story behind the legend. Director Elizabeth Banks said that she watched movies from late 70s and 80s growing up. So right after she decided to film Cocaine Bear, she wanted to pay tribute to that generation. And at the same time, she wanted to bring something funny, gruesome, and interesting to her audience. Banks said that her favorite elements are horror plus comedy. If she could give her audience laughter, make them scream, and at the same time scare them to death, that would be the best. So you can expect some organs, laughter, blood, and punch in Cocaine Bear. Since I mentioned it's based on the true story, you may wonder how did Bear get cocaine? I'm not sure if this is true, but this is the story that the movie is based on. Like, long time ago, there's somebody who's going to trafficking a lot of cocaine into the US, but he encountered an air crash. Before the plane crashed, in order to make the plane lighter, he threw a lot of cocaine down to the forest. And that's how the bear got the cocaine. And just like people get high after taking cocaine, it has the same effect on bears. And that's how the bear got so angry and high and just started to attack people. So I guess if you're somebody who's interested in weird stuff like cocaine bear, you can go watch it. It's a comedy. And that's all the time for us today. I'm still trying hard to catch up with the show, so stay tuned and I will be back. I'm Viola, see you next time.